Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. We are in the, what, second full week of June? Uh, yes. about, about a week away from the official start of summer. The uh, summer equinox. Vernal equinox. Yes, the vernal equinox. Um, and uh, summer is here. We mentioned that last week. It is hot. You appear to be totally ill-prepared for your show today. May I just point that out to you? Because you're looking at me with the deer in the headlights. Dear God, partner of mine, please say something and fill up the time. Fortunately, no. I have come prepared. Well, that's why I'm not prepared, because you said you were prepared. Do we need to rant about anything this week? We didn't rant about anything last week. Well, I, this whole show is going to be a rant, so let's we can go right around. Why don't you introduce us first? Uh, yes. Both, uh, both of us, because yes, yes, we're yes, both here. Yeah, we, we are both here. Um, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. Yeah, just rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> we are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aiden. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Dot com. Um, our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. There is a place if you want to um, ask us a question or set up an appointment with us. There's a, a little form you fill out with your information and we will be in touch with you. Um, it has links to our Facebook page our youtube channel and our instagram account um so i encourage you to check all of those out different different kinds of stuff on all of that facebook is more of a little bit of everything uh youtube obviously is just the the youtube videos we have out uh instagram is a little bit more personal a little bit more behind the scenes stuff so i encourage you to check all that out um and last but not least it has a link to uh the podcast or, or i guess the the launch page for the podcast um which is just the radio show and podcast form i think there's like 19 different places you can listen to it um, but yeah, I encourage you to check that out. Um, and with that, I think we have taken care of all of our marketing stuff. Yeah. Well, one more thing we are discussing. And, um, those of you that, um, uh, both of you that follow the show, we're <laughs> discussing the possibility of once a quarter, mm. uh, having a show. We, we back up. We don't do, we don't take questions and calls on the, on the show for, for several reasons. One, uh, the show airs at several different times. So some of us live, some of us taped. But the biggest reason is because when someone calls into a uh, financial show, if they have a very specific question about their specific needs, um, it, I mean, it's impossible to answer it because mm -hmm. you don't know enough about them. So we've always kind of shied away from doing that. We are thinking about debating maybe once every quarter having a live show with the phone lines open so you could call in and talk to us and uh, find out if we are really uh, the um, – the gurus that we appear to be. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, gurus. <laughs> that was nicer than what you were thinking. I'm probably, so yeah. those of you that uh, – Kenzie, how they – Kenzie's walk around with our – taking photography today to us, our marketing directors. They go to your page. How do they comment on that? Probably the Facebook page, right? Like if, if, if people are interested in, uh, that's probably what we'll do. We'll probably make a Facebook post about it, uh, about doing a live radio show. And then if people are interested, they can comment or whatever. But that's probably the best way, right? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, 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 that's okay. okay. Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear her anyway. No, Kenzie was talking about, um, 
uh, she's off mic and our producer was getting in our face. Um, actually getting in our ear because yeah, it's on our face. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have it on Facebook. We'll, we'll create a Facebook post, uh, kind of polling everybody about this. So go to the Facebook page, uh, if, if you're listening and not already a part of that. Um, and, and, uh, leave us some feedback on that. And if we get enough, uh, if we get enough positive feedback on that i think we'll, we'll probably plan on doing that because i, I yeah. think that could that could be kind of interesting especially with the year that we're having um i think it would it would probably behoove a lot of people i'm sure people have um a lot of questions so yeah. I think that, that could be kind of neat all right let's talk about the show today um the one big rant yeah we did this show uh in january of actually january of 2019 so this is this is kind of a repeat from three mm-hmm. years ago and the name of the show when we did it was The New Me. And it was an effort to help people understand, help our clients and our um, listeners. Listeners under, thank you. Listeners understand how you can remake yourself financially. That's just really not that difficult. And the reason why we're bringing this back today is because the same rules apply now during a recession, during a high interest rates, as they do during a good economy. So we have people that call the office, and they are going um, nuts. Nuts, yeah. <laughs> um, it, here's the deal, folks. As recessions go, this is not that bad a recession. Mm-hmm. All right, it feels bad because we haven't had a recession in 20 years. So it's something we're not used to. Uh, the other thing is the higher interest rates are a good thing. Uh, as long as you don't owe any variable loans. Uh, but the higher interest rates are a good thing. Uh, low interest rates, um, well, it's kind of a mixed bag. High interest rates, in theory, keep businesses from uh, from expanding because it costs too much money to borrow money to build a factory, that kind of thing. Which, by itself, okay, that sounds like a bad thing. Why would you not want businesses to expand? But in the environment that we're in right now where – businesses have been expanding really for 10, 15 years. I mean, nonstop for 10 to 15 years. The economy is red hot right now, which again, some people would look at this cooling. It it, well, it it was red hot, I should say. And some people would say, well, isn't that a good thing that the economy is wide open? Uh, Yeah. In the short run, but in the long run, that's how you burn out. And so what they're, what they're doing right now by raising these interest rates, they're making it more expensive to borrow money, which is slowing business expansion, which means there's less money in circulation. You know, people are spending less because things cost more. Um, and what that what that's doing is that's cooling off the economy. That that's slowing things down so that we can get back to a a homeostasis, a kind of a, a balanced equation, so to speak. So, a red hot economy is not good, and a ice cold, blue cold economy is not good. What what the Fed is trying to do here by raising interest rates, among other things, is they're trying to maintain the economy is like a big scale or it's like a pendulum. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep that that pendulum right, that weight right in the middle. And so these rising interest rates are not a bad thing in this context because what the the end result of the higher interest rates will be a balance theoretically will be a stable balanced economy well you've got like right now um although this is getting better housing market is almost there are no houses to buy mm-hmm. inventory is nothing uh, same for large ticket items like boats or cars RVs, or trucks, that yeah. kind of thing and i think what we're seeing and what we're going to see and this is just an opinion by the way this is not a fact um i think with interest rates going up a lot of people probably bought some things in the low, low interest rate days that they probably shouldn't have bought. Mm-hmm. 
But because gas was a dollar fifty a gallon, and they could borrow the money at one percent, they could buy that one hundred fifty thousand dollar motorhome. And that that during that time period, they could afford they could afford to make the payment and to fill it up uh, with gas and use it. Well, now what's happening is they're still able to make the payment on their these big ticket items, but they can't play with them because they they, inflation has driven prices up so high. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see a um, um, a fairly resounding rebound in big ticket items i think you're going to see a lot of things go for sale in the fall and the winter uh i think the housing market is going to um what was the word you that glut you're going to see a glut in inventory that i was, I was trying to remember the word yeah you were I'm using. Sure, and i'm glut maybe too strong a word but i think you're going to see a lot of houses a lot mm-hmm. of cars a lot of trucks a lot of excuse me a lot of suvs a lot of a lot of big ticket items are going to come back onto the market right which is going to drive those prices drive back the down. prices yep. back down that's exactly right because one of the reasons why the uh, prices went so sky high is for every one house that was being sold, there were 19 people that wanted it. Uh, and so that's, that's, so that, that's what's happening. Now, again, this is a normal part of an economy. Uh, a recession occurs about every 10 years. And if you don't have a recession, you can't have an up economy. And I guess the last one really we had was 2008. And so we, we haven't had. I guess 2008 was was the last one, or, or would you say 2000, 2002 was really the yeah, last big one? Yeah, 2008 wasn't really a recession. It just was a market oh, okay. decline. So, 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 2000, so for 20 years, we haven't – we're, uh, what, 10 years overdue for a recession pretty much. Well, and 10 years overdue for interest rates. I mean um, – Inflation's been, what, next to nothing for – Inflation's been nothing. Yeah, for how long? For how long? Uh, I mean, it's, a decade. It's, yeah, and, so, uh, and, that, and that, that is not natural. That's not normal. It feels good because, all right, inflation is nothing. Prices are kind of flat. That feels good, but that's not, that's, it may feel good, but it's not sustainable. And I, and I think that's, that's the key is in order to have a sustainable economy, it's got to go down at some point. Now, for those of you that are working with a good financial planner, uh, emphasis on good and planner, um, <laughs> this is really no big deal. This, this economy. Um, when your plan was designed, it should have been assumed that there's going to be some bad years in here economically. Um, and, I mean, that's that's just the reality that's good of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, in 2019, we said this is how you can remake yourself financially. In 2022, it's the same thing. Nothing's changed. But even, even even though 2019 was, you know, just an absolutely incredible year for the market, and 2022 is one of, is one of the worst we've seen in a while. If you've got an appropriate financial plan, and you follow said financial plan, it doesn't matter whether you are in 2022 or 2019. Let me make an example. If you're dieting, if you go to a restaurant that has a salad bar, that's certainly easier to lose weight than if you go to a fast food place. But you can still lose weight going to a fast food place. The principles apply. Less calories, you drop weight. Doesn't matter whether you're getting that a Big Mac or whether you're getting a side salad. Less calories, drop weight. Same with the economy. The same principles apply right now uh, as they did 10 years ago. It doesn't matter that... Um, that the economy is is kind of um bumpy right now yeah and it doesn't matter that um uh the market's uncertain it doesn't matter that interest rates no that stuff matters 
The same rules apply as they did 20 years ago. All right, so what's the first step? This is the part everybody hates. Track your spending. I, I would say that that applies even more in a year like this year where, where everything's costing more. I would say that's even more applicable now than mm-hmm. it was 2019. Uh, I've been in practice uh, 39 years in November, 38 and a half years, you may as well say. And I have never, never seen anyone that came into our office that didn't make enough money to live on. Now, they may not make enough money to have the lifestyle that they wanted, but they've made enough money to live on. Track your spending. All right, favorite story. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, your mom and I were married. Uh, I was making probably forty-two, forty-three $43,000 a year, which 30 years ago, to my mind, was a ton of money. And we had absolutely nothing. No money in savings. No money for emergency repairs. We had nothing. And so I went out and bought Quicken, which was the you're, software. You're the really time. dating yourself there. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> uh, back then, when you bought a computer, it didn't it have didn't all come these programs Quicken, on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I went out and bought Quicken. Um, and we put it on our computer, which we had just gotten, by the way. <laughs> uh, AOL, you've got mail. You've got yeah, mail. Anyway. The dial up noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we spent probably six weeks. And sat down every night after I got home from work and would put into our checkbook, put into quick in our checkbook over the last two or three years. Once we did that, then we went, we set three accounts up. We set a checking account up under Quicken. We set your mama's pocket money up under Quicken and my pocket money up under Quicken. This is back for the days of the debit card. And the deal was that if you bought a pepsi and a pack of knives when you came in that night you had to enter it in the quick it down yeah all right so we did that for a month so it took about three months and then we hit a button to see if the accumulate all this data and found out that of my four thousand dollars a month i was making there was about anywhere from 700 to a thousand we had no clue where it was going to none absolutely no idea so 20 roughly 25 percent of your paycheck was, was going somewhere yeah yeah and once we did that, we found out it was going on nabs and Pepsis and cheeseburgers and just a normal, not, not anything really, uh, you, you any know, you, one you, big wasted. You, you, we didn't you drink, spent a we dollar here, a couple dollars yeah, here. We didn't, didn't drink, we didn't it. smoke. So, uh, but that's what we see with, with, with people that are coming to office for the first time um, is that there's a 10 or 15, 20%. They have no clue where it's going to. And that's why you got to track your spending. You got to see where that, that flaw is um start with your net take-home pay and your net pay whether it's bi-monthly bi-weekly whatever it may be and then look at what you're spending now on average your house payment or rent should be between 25 and 35 percent of your take-home pay your utilities should be 5 to 10% of your take-home pay. And, folks, utilities include cell phones. Your transportation, which is your car payment, gas, gas and insurance, should be between 10 15% of your take-home pay. Debt, in addition, debt not counting your house payment or your rent, should be no more than 5 to 10% of your take-home pay. 
entertainment, going out to eat, going to the movies, should be no more than 9% of your take-home pay. Food, groceries, no more than 15% of your take-home pay. Now, there's somebody clever out there that's been adding this up, and you're going, this is more than 100%. Well, if you max everyone out, it is more than 100%. (laughs) That's that right. So here's what I suggest you do. Figure out what you're spending. And then write down the debts that, that you can't do anything about. Your house payment, it is what it is. Your car payment, it is what it is. Uh, the, the, the fixed debts that you have. Look at your take-home pay, and your take-home pay should be after you've made a contribution to your retirement plan. If it's not, call Human Resources and set it Make up. Make that happen. Yeah. Yep. Look at your net pay. The first thing you need to do is to take 10% of that out and give it back to the Lord. It's his money, <clears throat> either in the form of a tithe or if you don't attend church, in the form of a charitable church contribution. Yep. It's his money. Always asking us for 10% back. Then take another 10%, put into your savings account. So you should have 80% left of your net pay. Subtract your house payment, your car payment, your utilities. The stuff the stuff you have to pay you for. You have to pay. Yeah, yeah. the non-discretionary yeah. stuff. And health care, food, that kind of thing. When you've paid everything that you have to pay. Now, you have to pay does not include the country club. It does not include the pirate club or the wolf pack club. This, this is necessities. This stuff, stuff you have, that you to, have, have to have to survive. To what you have left if you have put money in retirement, if you have put money in savings, and if you have given money back to the Lord, blow what it. you have left, yeah. you can do however you want to. Yeah, blow it if you want to. And I bet you that 95% of you, if you did that, would find out that your non-necessities are substantially more than 8 or 9%. But that rule applies whether we're in the middle of the biggest Great Depression or we're in the middle of a booming economy. Now, you can't possibly move to step two, which is, unfortunately, for those of you that hate this word, which is budgeting. uh, (laughs) If you don't know what you're spending. Unless you know what you're spending. Yeah. 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 And more than likely, more than likely, you're going to be absolutely horrified at the numbers that you see. That makes you human. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very, it's very normal. (laughs) All right. So let's move to budgeting. What's next? All right. My gross pay. Minus my retirement contribution. And folks, don't do 1%. That should be 5 or 6%. Come on. Well, be, you want to retire be, be, one re- day. be realistic about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is your, uh, so taxes minus retirement. And of course, where, wherever minus, if you're paying for hospitalization, that kind of thing. But your net take-home pay. 10% of that, straight to the Lord. 10% of that goes to your savings account. So you've got 80% left. Excuse me. To pay bills of and your, of your take home yeah, pay to, to pay bills to live on to budget. Now, suppose you're one of those people that when you add it all up, you can't do a 10% tithe or you can't do 10% savings. All right. You got to cut something somewhere. Then the answer to that is yes, you can. You just have your priorities mixed up. Yep, you're spending too much money somewhere else. Yep. Um, we're all familiar with the Bible. 
in today's world, there are many interpretations of things coming out of the Bible, whether it be gay marriage or transgender or whatever. Um, there is one thing that no one argues about. Tithing. Tithing. It's it is uh, it's one of the few things in the Bible that is uh, black and white that that is very I mean it, it states it right on the page there, there 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 is no it is not up to interpretation it says ten percent there and there's no room for argument there now people get caught up in oh was that ten percent gross ten percent net I, I don't really think that matters you you and I have talked about that a lot and we don't really have a good answer for that I don't really think it matters but it's ten percent in the Old Testament in um, Genesis. Uh, Cain and Abel were commanded to bring a tithe to the Lord. And that tithe was supposed to be the, the first and best of their crop. Of their harvest, Of their herb, yeah. yeah. Um, if you do this, if you will trust your faith and give that 10% to the Lord, everything else will fall in place rather quickly and rather dramatically. I've seen it happen too many times. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta trust. Now, let's <clears throat> talk about that for just a minute. <clears throat> if you're a practicing Christian, or a non-practicing Christian, but if you're a Christian, <laughs> then you already know how it all ends. God wins. All right. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, our life is kind of like the Titanic. We know what the ending is going to be like. God wins. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you I'll, watch. I like that analogy. Well, you watch the Titanic movie, and you think that's, maybe it's not going to sink. That's this why time. I haven't watched it because yeah. it's a three-hour movie about a boat sinking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but God wins. So, why would you not give what you know is absolutely guaranteed, one hundred percent, the win inside the ten percent that they asked for? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all all he's asking for is ten percent. So he's he's leaving you ninety percent. We talked about this. Uh, I think it was last week. He's giving you, he's letting you have 90% of what he's giving you in the first place. Cause it's not our money. It's his money. And, 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 and he's letting you keep 90% of it. All he's asking for is 10%. That's it. And the cool thing is he's saying to you, if you give me that 10%, I'm going to bless you. And folks, 38 years, I have never seen somebody that gave 10% that wasn't financially successful. Never. Never, not even close, myself included. I was going to say personally. Yeah. You know? um, if you're struggling financially, then it's time to change the game a little bit. Figure out what you're spending, like we talked about. Figure out a budget, including that 10% to the Lord, <clears throat> and start giving it right now. And you will be amazed how quick this finance, these finances turn around. Um, when you think about financial planning, you think about stocks and bonds and retirement and all that, and all that's part of it. But you got to have a foundation first, and that foundation is savings in the bank. It's understanding the cash flow of your uh, of, of your money, uh, the daily and day the daily bills day in and day out that you have to pay. That is the basic foundation. Before you start anything like let's buy a stock or let's buy a bond or let's do an investment, is is that? And that same the same rules are applicable in 2022 when you've got Sleepy Joe in the White House and gas prices on the way to five dollars and I mean everything can possibly going wrong goes wrong. The same principles hold true whether it's now or whether it was 
2018 and the economy was on fire yeah and 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 it's you can't like we've said you cannot start to put these principles in place and and to be you can't start to be financially healthy without taking these steps first i mean you can't start the path of financial independence and i know that sounds cheesy and cliche but you can't be financially independent and financially healthy if you don't take these steps to start with you know you don't um it's it's like learning how to walk you don't just stand up one day and walk okay you got to crawl first all right once and once once you crawl then you start to sit up and then you, so it's it's baby steps but you got to have the foundation of those steps in place before you can worry about um before you worry about the end game you know we, we talked about the financial pyramid recently or it's like a building you got to have the foundation before you can build anything because if you don't it's all going to collapse on itself just like anything else well and i guess the whole point of show today is that it doesn't matter whether there's a recession going on whether inflation's high interest rates are high the principles of financial planning don't change um, you have to you you trust the mechanism, the time tried and true mechanism, which include trusting God. Track your spending, see what your budget looks like. Now, is your budget going to change with high prices? Of course, it is. Absolutely, it is. Does that mean you may have to make some lifestyle adjustments? Yes, it does. <laughs> um, now, we can help you with everything except having the maturity to make that lifestyle change. <laughs> um, but no, the, 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 the principles are the same. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about this, argue about this, give us a call at 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Uh, be glad to sit down and chat with you about it. Be glad to show you how the system works and be glad to get you started on your road to financial freedom, to happy finances yeah. instead of sad finances. Yep. Yeah. All right, here the music in my ears. We gotta get out of here. We appreciate you letting us spend time with you this week. Hope you have a great week, great weekend. Look forward to visiting with you next week. This, this is was Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.